Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today, we have guests Laura Rupsis and Aaron Power. They are from the Primal Health Coach Institute. I am also a Primal Health Coach and so proud of that. Uh, I shamelessly tell everybody that I am the fifth person in the world certified in it. I think it's one of the best (laughs) programs out there. We're going to talk all today about the Primal Health Coach program, what it means to be a Primal Health Coach, how it works, and everything else. So welcome, guys. Thank you, Al. So we've got two people on today, and the screen should switch whenever one of us starts talking. Let's start with you, Erin. How did you even get involved in going down this road where you are now really supporting Primal Health Coaching? Yeah, good question. Um, So my role with Primal Health Coach is as the product manager, and that really means that I'm overseeing the actual coursework itself, as well as managing a lot of the community pieces with our primal health coaches. And we have something like 2000 graduates at this point in counting. It's, it's, it's a mass and an incredible community and an engaged, engaged and engaging community of people. So honestly, like I'm kind of with you, Elle. I'm one of the early adopters of this program. I uh, I bought it when Mark first put it out. I threw my credit card right at it. And the reason for that was because, you know, I, just like all, all of us, had gone through a health transformation following an ancestral health um, paradigm. And I was pretty evangelical about it, to be honest with you. I went to a regular nutrition school to achieve a nutrition credential because I wanted to be an ancestral health coach. And at that point, there was no other way to do that. So I went to a a nutrition school and achieved a holistic nutrition credential with the entire thinking in my brain, like, okay, fair enough. I'm going through this plant-based vegan propaganda holistic nutrition school. But when I graduate with my credential, I'm going to be an ancestral health coach. I'm going to, I'm going to preach and and prescribe, if you will, this ancestral template. So I did that, went through that whole process for a whole year. And then Mark came out with his first program and his first program was not really a health coaching program. It was really just an an informational program as you, as you know. And again, I just wanted that information additionally. So layered over top. Now I had this nutrition credential, this deeper primal knowledge, went to market as an ancestral health coach and started taking clients right away. And the beautiful thing was that then Mark sort of pivoted and changed his program to be a health coaching credential. Um, And then as a beautiful, like serendipitous turn of events, started hiring for roles to support this program. And I always joke that uh, the first job that came up was the job that Laura got. And I put my resume in for it and she, she took it away from me. She got that job and I didn't. I was really, I'm still mad about that, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just a couple weeks later, uh, a second role came up. It was more of like a communication support role, which is really honestly more my wheelhouse anyway. Um, and I was given the opportunity to come and work with Primal Health Coach and help shape it. And uh, it's a lightning strike. I feel really lucky. What about you, Laura? Yeah, so I had, like everybody else, this transformative experience with my health, um, just adopting an ancestral lifestyle. I didn't know that's what it was called at the time. I just knew I was sick and regular doctors couldn't help me. Um, I mean, honestly, Al, I was 38 at the time. So I'm, I'm 47 now. So this was almost 10 years ago and I was on, oh, steroids, prescription pain medication, anti-inflammatories, sinus, um, sprays. I was on sleeping medications. I was on, um, allergy med. I was on like six or seven different medications at the age of 68, just to manage symptoms. It was kind of crazy. And then I ended up going to a naturopathic doctor who basically just fixed me with diet. He put me on an elimination diet and I had a handful of Chinese herbs and some probiotics. And he sort of explained to me how as well intentioned as those doctors were, that conventional method actually just made me worse. And kind of backed into this way of eating. I didn't know it was called ancestral or paleo or any of those other things until I started like looking for recipes and then kept seeing references to this thing called the paleo diet. So that's when I started blogging about it. And then, I don't know, one of the maybe three readers that actually read my blog posts was really into that kind of stuff. And so she's the one who told me, you know, you should consider becoming a health coach. And I didn't, I didn't even know what that was. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's how, I mean, this was nine nine or eight years ago. There wasn't much around back then. 
Um, and so I enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition back then. It was one of maybe two programs I could find that one in well coaches, but neither one of them had what I wanted. Neither one of them had this ancestral health approach. So like Aaron, I took a, it was really more of a general certification and then, um, just adopted my coaching style to what I believed. And then when Mark rolled out his program, like Aaron, I jumped on it. I knew I wasn't ready for it. I didn't have time, um, but I knew I was never gonna have time. I was always busy. And so I just did it and chipped away at it and graduated. And like Aaron just continued to build this ancestral health-based health coaching program myself where that was not my wheelhouse. Erin has much more skills in that capacity than I do. That's why she's in product development and so fantastic at it. Um, but then I really just wanted to exit that career that I was in. I was in a career in finance that paid a lot of money, but was really stressful and just not what I loved and wanted to do. And so an opportunity presented itself to actually open a CrossFit gym. I had met and married my trainer, who's <laughs> nine years younger than me. I'm such a cliche, but it worked. And we opened a gym together and, and that got up and running. And so that kind of gave me confidence probably more than anything else, right? Confidence and a little bit of a platform to leave that job. And I got to live in yoga pants and talk to people about nutrition and fitness for a living. And it was really awesome. And that's when um, Mark sent out that email um, he sent out an email, the same one Aaron got saying that they were actually looking to sort of up-level the course to a health coaching credential and they were looking to hire somebody. And when I took a look at the position and sort of what the requirements were, what they were looking for, I just said to my husband, I read it to him actually. And my husband was like, oh my God, that's you. They might as well have just thrown your picture up and said, hey, has anybody seen her? So I went ahead and applied, but I said, look, if I actually get this, like things have to change. I can't live at the gym anymore. I'm going to have to learn to divide my time and, and really do this. But I figured, you know, whatever, that's a good problem to have, I guess. So I applied and I got the job. And so now I still own my gym and I still get to health coach people. And I still get to coach people every day that call in asking about Primal Health Coach and encourage people to just sort of take that step for themselves. Yeah, let's get into what is a Primal Health Coach? How do you define it when you're talking to people out there in the world and they're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And how is it different? Well, I, I can speak to how I explain it to folks that call in asking more about it. And then I'd love for Erin to explain how she thinks through building content in order to form this kind of what primal health coach should be. Right. So, I mean, I think health coaches really do a lot of things. And the beautiful thing about health coaching in general is there's no one definition and people can really leverage their own strengths and what it is they have passion for and use that passion, the education, the skills they've learned to positively affect the health and lives of other people around them. What makes you a primal health coach is that you have this deep root and belief in ancestral health. That's really the biggest difference between other health coaching programs is that we come to this coaching space from a place of ancestral health specifically. And then as this program has developed, it's grown into this unbelievable community as well. You're not just this person out on an island by yourself, like Aaron and I had to go through. You've got this huge community of people that totally get it because for the most part, even though we live in this little bubble and we feel like everybody knows what primal and paleo is all about, that's really not true. And in many cases, people still kind of look at us like we're a little weird. And it's really, really fantastic to have this community of people that get where you're coming from. And we're all really sort of a part of this message. Yeah. Yeah. Primal health coaching is what's really uh, beautiful, like Laura mentioned about our program is that we do have an identity and, um, you know, a lot of there's a lot of, there's a ton of programs out there and probably a new one comes online every week, to be honest with you. you can- <laughs> If you're a cert collector, you can go crazy with it. Um, And, you know, we've done a lot of them. Um, Between Laura and I, we've renewed in almost every one of them, partly because we're cert collectors and partly because, you know, for competitive analysis. And, and, you know, what we do find is that there's a lack of, like I said, a lack of identity. So we have a strong ancestral identity, paleo, primal, whatever you want to call it. And I think that's important. You know, we even tell, we even say this to our graduated coaches, you need to identify your niche and don't think you need to be a generalist because nobody wants a generalist. 
specialize down as tightly as you can. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, a really beautiful thing about a primal health coach straight out of the box already has a built-in niche in a manner of speaking. We do encourage our primal health coaches to then niche down even more granularly. So to the point where those 2000 graduates I mentioned earlier, I would say every single one of them has a completely unique health, uh, health coaching practice. I would, I would not even hesitate to say that which is a beautiful thing because yes, there are, in my opinion, millions of clients out there who have no idea they can feel better just by changing food, lifestyle, a little bit of movement. And they, each of those millions of clients, billions, if you will, needs a different type of coach. And it's really amazing to watch primal health coaches graduate with the baseline ancestral health knowledge, and then sort of build their really unique niche business that can help just so many specific people. So what is a primal health coach? It's, it's somebody with an ancestral health foundation that then sort of um, drills down to the specific person they want to help. And I really believe that we're, we're a little uh, army of foot soldiers kind of sort of spreading this sort of unconventional wisdom around the world and just helping people <laughs> feel better. I, I do want to highlight, you know, the community aspect is so important because, you know, even though we hear that buzzword paleo primal all the time, people are out there not all your friends and people you're, you're around know what's up. And sometimes it can be a little bit like a lonely island, like we all once were when this first started and there were maybe a couple hundred. And now there's such a great community and a Facebook group and you can connect and toss back and forth. And that's what I was doing before the group came about. And before, you know, the numbers got higher is just a couple of my friends that were primal health coaches. And we were just geeking out, having these conversations with each other. And also just being able to commiserate in a positive way, like, ah, I love being primal because this, and you get all these texts every day. You know, I still get texts from friends who've been primal for two years and they're like, I can't even tell you how grateful I am. I went primal. I just went five hours on a plane, drove two hours, didn't need to eat. I feel amazing. You know, it's just, it just keeps going. Um, before we get into, you know, the business aspects of, of what it's like to be a coach, let's talk about the actual program itself. It is all online. It's at your own pace. So there's no pressure. You do it as, as your own. Can we talk a little bit about aligned and how it looks when we, you know, log in and sign up? Yes. Yeah. Erin, you want to lead that? Laura? I'm all over it. Yeah. So it's, uh, you're, you're exactly right. The self-paced online learning which uh, we like. We like that. We are a big fan of self-paced online learning because it's 2018, soon to be 2019. And this is kind of how the world is going. So we, we really don't want to move away from that anytime soon. There's a lot of other courses that sort of have cohorts and you, you join and your class starts in this day and you guys all travel through together. I don't know. I, I don't think that works for a lot of people. So that's so for, for right now, we're keeping our program totally self-paced and I don't see that changing anytime soon if we can help it. But our course at, at this point in time is 19 chapters, soon to be 20 chapters, to be honest with you. The 20th chapter is this close to being uh, completed. And mm-hmm. it's a journey. It's a real journey. So we start with evolutionary biology. Where did we come from? Like, literally where in the world did we come from? We talk about the migration patterns, not something that a primal health coach necessarily needs to reference in their day, but it's very important that we know where this stuff, where where this all kind of originates. We go through evolutionary biology, we move into um, biochemistry, cellular biology, sort of high level, but not really that high level, deeper into the science than a lot of programs go. We move into some lifestyle pieces, how to really fold this in. Now you have the science uh, sort of baseline. How do you fold these, these changes in? What are the behavior changes and diet and lifestyle changes people need to make? Because that's what a health coach influences is change. We're not prescribing, diagnosing, treating. We're just influencing change and encouraging change. So you learn that piece. We move through in the, in the first half of the course, while you're doing all of that, you're also conceiving your business. So we decided to, to build the business building stuff in right from the get-go. So the very first thing you're doing, in addition to learning all this stuff, starting to think about your story, your niche, your customer, your website, everything, your business name, just starting to put these little business basics in motion. Mm-hmm. We move through a, a little scope of practice chapter, which I is one chapter, but I want to highlight it because it's important. It's very important because Primal Health Coach Institute is extremely committed to keeping our health coaches operating within scope. This is a problem that you can see. It's a concern that I have and we have as an organization of people getting certified in, in, in things, health coaching or nutrition coaching or whatever it might be, and then putting on this imaginary lab coat and diagnosing, <laughs> declaring 
nutrient deficiencies and it's like, whoa, 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 tap the brakes. So we really hammer on scope of practice. This is what you can and can't do as a health coach. Please operate in that way. We move through the coaching education. So we teach you how to coach and we have a master life coach, Christine Hassler in our faculty, who's been doing this for uh, almost 15 years now. She's absolutely masterful at coaching. And that's the only way I can describe it to be in presence of somebody who can coach other people like that is mind blowing. She's, she's a, she's a crafts person at what she does. We move through a little bit of a marketing lesson. So high level, small business marketing, everybody needs to know how to become their own marketing manager. If you're going to go to business and do this, we finish with the sort of sales and enrollment piece. Like, cause people are uncomfortable about that. Like, how am I supposed to sell myself? I'm like, who am I? I'm nobody. I'm not, you know, people have a lot of limiting beliefs around what they can and can't do as a business person, as an entrepreneur. And then the final chapter, which will be out probably in, in short order, so it's worth mentioning here, is actually an onboarding chapter. Like, okay, now I have a client. Now what do I do? So actually taking a client through an ancestral uh, health coaching program. That's all 20 chapters. It's, it's, it's robust. When people graduate those 20 chapters, they get access to a whole secondary course, the Business Resource Center, which layers on additional business tools that graduated health coaches can use. It's constantly growing and evolving, which is really great because like when we all did it, it was just the knowledge. There wasn't even the coaching part. And so I love that you guys are continually improving it, making it better. And it's really incredible where it's at currently. And I know I'm sure there's still steps to go from there. Laura, did you have anything you wanted to touch on with the, uh, with the course? Yeah. So it's funny because um, when we had our first sort of year-end team meeting at Mark's house in Malibu the first year this was out. I mean, Aaron and I sat around at night talking about all the things we wish we had when we first started and what we thought would really help, would have helped us move the needle faster in our own businesses. And we sort of put those front and center and priorities with the rest of the team as to what we think we needed to add to really make this not just the best primal or ancestral health coaching program, but just the most robust health coaching program available with the most successful coaches. Um, And I I think just knowing what I know about the landscape, just from the other programs I've taken and from the other programs we've looked at, I have yet to find any program that goes into the depth of knowledge that we do, okay? Because there's lots that scratch the surface. There are lots that go deep into the science, but then they don't teach you coaching, right? And maybe they teach you coaching and they can get to, but then they don't get into the business aspect. And maybe they do touch on a little bit of business, but they don't give you the tools you need to get started, right? So in there, I have yet to find any program that offers all of it, but at the best point is at, at our price point. Most of our peers are charging double what we are charging. And part of that is because as Mark has said many times, I tend to underprice everything. (laughs) I tend to not charge enough. Um, But it's also important to Mark and to the team to try to be accessible. It's also part of why we like the self-paced nature, like um, Aaron was talking about. If we had required that people be available at a certain time of day on certain days and that they have to keep some set schedule, it would eliminate a large swath of people that ordinarily would love to learn about this, right? And from the standpoint of price point, just trying to keep this just to where we're profitable and where we can continue to grow and continue to just advance the whole cause, the course, and our coaches. Yeah, the price point is really interesting. It's it's the most comprehensive at its price point because I personally have looked into all of the other programs, programs that are great people behind them that I love and we all love in this space. But as far as the comprehensiveness for that, you get the most for your money here. And I think actually you get your most ancestral knowledge here. Cause like you said, they might go into some of the science of it, but they don't dig as deep into like the ancestral, you know, preamble up to all of the stuff you need to know. Do you know what I mean? And so that's yeah. why I'm a huge fan of it too. I mean, I think that there's nothing out there like it. There isn't. Um, so right. before we, uh, I want to, you can get in the nitty gritty of the coaching. Let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned earlier, I want to highlight this. There's so many people that come to this for various reasons. People like, 
coach Dr. Dan, Dr. Dan, come on. He's an amazing, uh, you know, oral surgeon, dentist, right? Periodontist. He is helping his patients, their health and their teeth and avoiding surgeries. There are people who are psychologists who are helping people with their anxiety and their cortisol issues and everything else regarding this, because when you manage blood glucose and you get fat adapted, a lot of these problems go away, not to mention hormonal balance and everything else. So there are so many different interesting practitioners that we have, and even doctors that are, that are primal coach certified. And then they are, you know, adding these elements in there. So I'm wondering if there's any other examples, I'm sure there are, but anything that stand out to you on some interesting ways that people are using this? Yeah. So speaking from this standpoint of practitioners, doctors, we've enrolled almost an entire weight loss surgery clinic. I mean, these are doctors that make a living cutting people open so they can lose weight. And they have realized, okay, two things. First of all, not every patient of ours has to have surgery and can probably get where they need to go without it, first of all. Second of all, many of them have to lose weight first. What's the most efficient way to do that? And third, once they do go through surgery, they need to continue to eat. I mean, think about it. Their stomach's this big. They need to get the most nutrient density out of every bite of food they take, right? So they have, they have their own dietitians. They've got nurses. Doc- so both surgeons took the course, plus a couple dietitians, some nurses. They enrolled like eight or nine people. Um, we've also had people totally unrelated, not in this field at all. Um, and Aaron can speak to, um, even more, but one person who comes to mind that I chat with a lot, her name is Anna Gonzalez. She started as a pastry chef. She actually owned a bakery. She was a baker and managed to get fat and sick and got sick and tired of being fat and sick and reached out to a personal trainer who believed in this methodology, believed in an ancestral model. And she was so changed by it. She decided to enroll. She still owns a bakery, but guess what kind of bakery she has? A gluten-free bakery. bakery. <laughs> yeah, it's all, everything's made with um, you know, nutrient-dense flours. There's no gluten in them. There's no artificial, like she, she'll do some keto stuff made with like monk fruit or stevia. But other than that, maybe it's just unprocessed sugars, but she has taken it and just taken it up a notch. But the other thing she's done is she does birthday parties for kids, cooking birthday parties where they can come in and make like spaghetti and meatballs or their, their own paleo pizza. They, she does, I think, meal prep classes and stuff for people. So she's totally changed her business model. But we have more and more people that are just sixth grade teachers, soccer moms, lawyers, IT professionals. We get a lot of IT folks here for some reason. Um, salespeople, financial people, people that have, like Aaron and I, we had no real educational background in this when we first started or professional background. Um, and that, of course, we've got the typical fitness professionals, lots of them, and lots of other sort of like nurses, physical therapists, doctor, physician's assistants, stuff like that. But I know Erin's got a few kind of stories that she loves too, some of her favorites. I mean, there's so many people doing so many cool things that you wouldn't even think about. And not even like mind blowing, but like we've got one guy who's a firefighter. So... He's a primal health coach that's now helping his firefighter peers navigate shift work and how to, you know, appropriately eat when they're on these night shifts, these long, long overnight shifts, um, you know, managing the stress of that, you know, biochemically. There's a guy we came across. I don't know how this guy slipped through our fingers, but um, I found out about him on the Mark's Daily Apple Facebook group. He runs a primal retreat in Costa Rica where you can go (laughs) And it's like primal or, or keto. You can decide primal or keto. I know it's like a big deal to decide between those two things nowadays. So guy running a retreat. I mean, we have, we have dietitians who've taken our course as Laura mentioned. Mm -hmm. And what's really neat. I think it's really cool. And somebody can come from whatever their background is and say, I want to layer this kind of thing. And I think that we have somebody who's a dog trainer and is doing like ancestral health for dogs or something. And it's like, (laughs) I'm not kidding when I say there is uh, the niches are ripe for the picking. So we have people doing all kinds of fun stuff. It doesn't have to just be coaching, you know, it can be, I think there's real value in sitting down and coaching clients and all these bewildered people who are unhealthy and unwell. And there's millions and millions of them, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be whatever you're comfortable with and what you have a background in. I want to go back to the weight loss surgery center for a second. And just, so you can take the fat away and you can, or shrink someone's stomach or, or do any of these kind of surgeries, but then if their brain and their gut is still addicted 
and they're still carbohydrate and they're not yet out of that, they're still going to suffer from the same torture of being a sugar addict that I did. It doesn't matter if you're 500 pounds or you're 180. It doesn't matter. I have been the worst sugar addict, food addict on planet earth. I just didn't get to 400 pounds, but it was here. And in your brain is where it's the worst because you can't stop thinking about food all day long. And this is why every Mark's Daily Apple success story, the end result is, yeah, I lost 100 pounds. Yeah, I cured my skin disease. But the best is I no longer think and obsessed about food. So again, anyone going down that medical thing, that could work, but then you are still not fixing this brain gut connection and you are still likely on the classic paradigm, any kind of doctor, which most of them don't know a lot about nutrition. And thankfully a lot of the paleo docs are up on it, but they don't know about nutrition. So they're going to give you the standard American diet with maybe a lower carb. You may not be satiated enough. And one of the things that, you know, if anyone's watched a show called like my 600 pound life. Okay. Or or any of these shows where they have these really horrifically obese people. The number one thing is they look at the person, they go, by the way, you're done with carbs. That's it. You've had enough. You're done. I mean, and all they're feeding is protein and fat at that point. So that says so much right there. And that right there is along this paradigm. Now, no carbs is okay. You're 600 pounds. You really can't tolerate one more obviously keto would be extremely low carb. There are so many variables within primal. There's just primal low carb. You can go primal keto. These are, these are variances, but again, back to, you can exercise all day, starve yourself, take weight laxatives or get surgery. But if you have not corrected the kind of root problem of that, and likely those people got into that situation because they were food addicts, because they were carbohydrate dependent. It wasn't their fault and they didn't know better. I didn't know better either, guys. And that's what I want to tell everyone out there. I had no idea. I I looked okay and I was on this treadmill of working out all the time, but I thought about food every couple of hours. I I really thought something was wrong with me. I at one point wanted to go to Overeaters Anonymous. I literally thought something was wrong with me and it wasn't. There was nothing inherently wrong with me. And so, you know, one of the things that the Primal Health Coach course did for me was even re-solidify what I already knew and had changed my body and my life once I started to like listen to Mark and follow what he was doing. And so that's what's so important here. And we have you're on this level and hormones are managed and cortisol is not wonky because blood sugar rising and a domino effect to the rest of your health. And that's what we know, but you got to start somewhere. So I just wanted to highlight that weight loss surgery center. And I'm just so glad and hopefully more and more people in that industry will, will get on this. And so just a point on that at our last kind of team meeting that we had, one of the things we really felt we wanted to continue to drive home as far as a differentiator for our course compared to other, because all health coaching programs will teach you how to coach to some degree. Some are better than others, clearly. Um, but a lot have really kind of put a stake in the ground and have said, yeah, the sciencey stuff doesn't really matter so much because you have to handle the psychology. And they're absolutely right, right? We know that it's not information doesn't foster behavior change. A change in environment does. We as coaches have to help our clients change their environment in order to really change their behavior. However, if we can't at the same time acknowledge how important metabolism is and help to influence that metabolism, then we're always going to be taking one step forward, two steps back because they're going to wonder what's wrong with them. I'm always craving sugar. I'm always like dying to eat. So we have to be able to know how to use both to really make a difference. And I I think that's a huge differentiator for this program. I know Aaron feels the same way. I do. I mean, behavior change, that's that's important. Behavior change is important, but it's very difficult to change your behavior when your biochemistry is messed up truthfully, your metabolic biochemistry, you know, and, and you hit the nail on the head. You feel like you're always hungry. In fact, one of my favorite books in the space is, uh, it's called always hungry by Dr. David Ludwig, not a paleo mm-hmm. guy proper, but he's kind of in that space. And he had this soundbite in his book and he's an, he's an obesity, he's an obesity, uh, physician. That's what he focuses on weight loss. And his, his tagline really is the key to weight loss is managing hunger. So if I tell an overweight person, you know, you just got to eat less. <laughs> uh, yeah, good luck with that. That that doesn't work. We get to teach them metabolically how to fuel their body more efficiently and optimize fuel partitioning and so on and so forth. That's what primal paleo keto for that matter does really well. Suddenly they're just actually not hungry. It's not like they've been telling themselves or white knuckling it through willpower. They're just simply less hungry. 
And then this just, this is just, it's, it's liberating. It's liberating and mind blowing for these folks. So for, for the weight loss surgery people, you know, what's beautiful about the, the weight loss surgery clinic that signed on with us is that I think if they can get people fat adapted well before they go into surgery, when they come out of surgery, they just have much less of an uphill battle trying to navigate this much smaller stomach they have now. They're, uh, they're able to mobilize fuel from off their body and in their body. You know, I have my neighbor, actually a good friend of mine went through weight loss surgery and um, it's tough. It's a rough go to uh, try to navigate just eating, <laughs> eating after that surgery. And she worked with a dietitian who gave her the real standard advice. She's struggling. She's riding that struggle bus hard. And I wish I could have gotten my hands on her before she went for that surgery, but no such luck. So I think it'll be an interesting paradigm. And I hope that that weight loss clinic does some case studies for us. Because I mean, the statistics on how much people gain back after weight loss surgery is heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I've had a, I talk about a couple of interesting clients experiences that I had. I had uh, so a lot of ex-drug addicts will become addicted to something else. Sometimes it's sugar, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, it happens if you've known anyone who's in recovery, they might say that they went through that as a phase or maybe they're still in it. So I had someone who was a drug addict, thank God had, you know, gotten off of heroin and all the horrible things, but then now turned to sugar and was just all over that, like, like heroin. <laughs> and, um, she, we, we coached a few times she understood what she had to do, but in her mind, she needed to kind of hit a bottom. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, again, there, there's some, there's something to that cycle. And she kept thinking, am I, am I headed towards type two diabetes? And I said, well, I can tell you if you continue this way, probably, but if you really need to see your bottom in order to change yourself, then go get that HbA1c tested and see what it is. Because if that's the thing you need to get your ass kicked, then do it. Sure enough, she did. It was bad. It scared the shit out of her. And she immediately, <laughs> she immediately changed. And, you know, sometimes it's not just a coaching, it's a suggestion for a rock bot. There are different, there's so many different avenues to this. And then I've had, uh, uh, had one friend who strict paleo autoimmune protocol, which is for those that don't know, it's just strict paleo, but then you do it another level because there's certain things that kind of are known to kind of mess with people with autoimmune disorders. It could be nightshades. It could be cinnamon foods, high histamines with yeah eggs within three months of strict paleo protocol. And she was just, just was resigned to a wheelchair for life at 45, all sorts of disasters. Her Hashimoto's antibodies were at 6,000. I've never seen anyone's antibodies this high in my life. And again, this is not something most primal health coach people are going to be testing or talking about, but because of the thyroid stuff, she's my friend. We looked at it, dropped to 1,300 in just three months. You guys, that is such huge. 6,000 is almost like uh, red flags, emergency bells waving. There's so much inflammation, it's beyond belief. Not only did they drop to 1,300, she lost 25 pounds without even lifting a finger, guys, because she has a foot issue, can't walk, didn't do anything, didn't lift a finger. So 25 pounds for the first time in like 30 years and the drop in antibodies, see where it's going to go from here. You know, so for autoimmunity, and I want to put that out there too, people or you're a health coach going to be, and you know anyone with autoimmune disorders, that, you know, and I feel we've just got to spread that message too. So I just want to share a couple of those interesting little stories where great success, and then one person had to get to their bottom and where they had to see something on a blood test in order to really then, you know, do it. But they did it. They did it. Right. That's amazing. I mean, and the autoimmune protocol is, is incredibly strict, but when I've taken my clients, my autoimmune clients through it, every single one of them have put... I don't want to say, I don't, they, most of them have put their autoimmune disease into remission or close to it. And despite how difficult that protocol was in the beginning, and they were kind of like hemming and hawing, didn't want to do it. Every single one of them said, this is how I eat now. I'm never eating a bell pepper again. I'm done. You know, like they're, they're fine with it. I mean, when you're that unwell, and I've never had an autoimmune disease, I feel so fortunate. Part, one of the reasons why I don't take on autoimmune clients anymore is because I don't have that. I don't have that recognition of what it's like to go through it. But, um, you know, if you were that unwell, if you're walking through life with, with, you know, antibodies that high, just feel the unwellness that comes along, the feelings of just generally being unwell that come along with those autoimmune diseases. I feel like I would hope that people would take the bull by the horns and do something to make themselves feel better. You know, I really believe like 
I think it's a beautiful time to be a health coach, to be a, a health practitioner of any kind, because clients and people are taking action. They're, they're taking a look at what's available to them and saying, you know, I tried the conventional approach. It didn't work for me. I really just want to feel better. I really don't care what your credential is. If you can make me feel better, take all my money, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's really cool stories. I, thank you for sharing those, Al. Those are great. Well, it's yeah. priceless, isn't it? This is all priceless. I cannot, I couldn't pay, if I had a gajillion dollars, I would give Mark all of it. Just thank you for saving my, <laughs> thank you for saving my life, you know? Um, and Aside from autoimmunity, gosh, one of the things I think is so great is we talk about conventional paradigms. Right. It's white knuckling it, like you said, Aaron. It always is. It's never fun. It's I'm on a diet. I'm I'm restricting. I'm holding back, and then you might lose some weight, but it's so stressful and it's so white knuckling that then people blow it and they go back and it's not sustaining anyway because there's not enough fat usually in those paradigms. So one of the great things about being a primal health coach is if you can get someone to really get on board here and and go through it with you within 21 days, like Mark talks about 21 day total body transformation or, or at least a month, definitely six weeks, aside from any crazy metabolic cancer or other issues that are happening that could be insane. Other than that, normal people have just been on the wrong paradigm. The, the, what you will see in your skin and hair and everything else is so much different than you would if you just kind of did South Beach and lost a little weight and white knuckled it or whatever. So it's, it's uh-huh. like you will, the benefits that you will see excited about this because people are like, my hair, my skin. I mean, my friend who dropped the antibodies, she's, she, she said, I can't even believe how good I look. I, I can't even believe yeah. I'm saying this. She goes, that just sounds so weird to be <laughs> bragging about how amazing my skin looks. You know what I mean? And I'm sure she's yeah. using Primal Kitchen Collagen. But aside from that, <laughs> um, so that's what, you know what I mean? Which is, I'm, I, I'll shamelessly sell that anywhere because it's, I think I swear by it. But I just, it's so amazing because it really does only take a month if you can get someone to stick in there with you and coach with you for them to see and feel the benefits. And it's the brain, big time. And then the anti-aging, anti-inflammatory effects, you feel so much younger than you ever have. And if you're doing it right, you only get there in a month. What's one month of your life? And so every coach can almost kind of promise or guarantee that, hey, if you follow this short of any other things we can't fix through diet, this is going to happen to you. And when it does, that's why I still get texts from my friends who go, can I just tell you how excited I am? It's been two years now. You know, I talk to them all the time. I still get the texts. Yeah. I was going to say just real quick, um, the, the four week, the four week time frame that you, sh- you mentioned there, I think is completely true. I completely agree. In four weeks, we can totally reframe your metabolic expression and, and your expression of health, your expression of appetite. Um, I used to run four week programs as a health coach because that was all you needed. And that was one of my hooks. My marketing hooks was like, Hey, four weeks, I'm going to sort you right out. But what I learned was what's interesting is the three of us on this call and probably many people listening are, we're outliers in the sense that we can take a concept and run with it. And so right. when I went paleo, I went paleo. I did not look back. I ditched grains. I never ate them again. It was like, I'm just going to do this, but not everybody's like that. So my four week program, I was getting these great results with people, but then they were like, okay, I'm done now because that diet mentality is so deeply ingrained that we think we go on it. Then we go off it. So I've actually lengthened my, my shortest program I offer to clients is eight weeks because it's like, okay, in four weeks, I'm going to really perform some miracles on your metabolism. Just wait for it. Then I need four more weeks with you because what we need you to do is understand to to grasp onto like this intuitive approach. Like, uh, do you know how to navigate the retirement party? Do you know how to navigate Christmas dinner? Do you know what's going to, you know, we got, we got to tap an intuition because that's the thing you're left with when your health coach, you know, graduates from your career. I'm really glad you mentioned that. Laura, do you want to say anything about the intuition before I jump in there? Well, and here's what I have found. Um, so the program that is provided to our coaches in the business resource center, Aaron developed, it's 12 weeks long and, and it's 12 weeks by design because it, we can change the metabolism in 21 days, 30 days tops. But I often find that even clients at the six, right around that eight week mark, they know what they should be doing and they feel really good, but it's still not easy yet. They still feel like, it takes a tremendous amount of effort and preparation and what have you. It ha- doesn't feel like, um, it doesn't feel as intuitive. And that's where you need sort of that extra time because we need, 
and this holds true for just about anything. When you first go down any new path, in the very beginning, you don't really know what you don't know, right? So you really can't be proficient at it yet, right? But then you learn enough to know what you don't know. Okay, these are the people that go in full bore. That was us when we first found the primal blueprint or whatever. Like, holy cow, now I'm going to read this book, this book, this book, this book, this book, right? So do we try to fill that gap? And we become, we go from being un consciously incompetent to being consciously incompetent, right? And then we go to being very consciously competent. And that's where people can be in that eight-week mark. They can be very competent at what they're trying to do for themselves, but it's very conscious still. They still kind of have to think about it. They still have to meal prep. They still, these are people that still look up the menu at a restaurant first to determine what they're going to eat ahead of time because they don't have the confidence to know they'll make the right decision in the moment. And then it just takes that extra few weeks to go to where you are now unconsciously competent at this and it's a lifestyle now. So that's why it's like this kind of 12 week and, and you can tell with the clients. I mean, I have clients that find me on the find a coach directory, by the way, right? When you graduate here, you're listed as a coach. These people oftentimes have already read the book or have been following Mark's daily Apple or they kind of get the educational stuff. So I, I might not need those first few lead in weeks because they get that part. So I can probably shorten my program down to six weeks or eight weeks or whatever for them to get them over that hump to get to where they are just effortless. Right. Um, so that's kind of my, my two cents there, but yeah. I'm really glad we opened up this discussion because Aaron, when you mentioned the intuition, I mean, that's, and it's, so this is a strange thing um, because when you're a food sugar addict and someone tells you as a diet person or coach, like, Oh, you're it's the worst thing to hear. Cause you're like, no, I want to eat more than I'm already eating. So right, like, right. don't tell me like, it's, it's like really stressful to a food addict. I can't, <laughs> I know it, I really had this mindset, you guys, it was, it was, um, it's like, no, but I don't want to even get to a place where I don't want to be addicted to it. You know? And I, I know drug addicts and other people feel the same way. I felt the same way about smoking cigarettes at one point. I was like, I don't even want to quit. Cause I don't even want to know a world that I don't even want to smoke. I, it sounds mm-hmm. really messed up, but when you're in this addictive phase of anything, including carbohydrate addiction, that's the same thing. And what happens, like you said, and I think 12 weeks is, is so ideal. Uh, even though, like you said, miracles can happen in 21, 30 days. Now you've crossed that threshold. Now you're tinkering, you're becoming more intuitive. And again, like you said, you still may be in having to prep meals, but then there's another stage that you guys are touching on, which is essentially it's caloric efficiency, which we talk a lot about in the course. Things are going to change. That six egg omelet you first started eating as a dude when you heard it, the primal, you're going to wake up not hungry one day. Or this happened to um, a family member of mine who went through the coaching program and loved it just for themselves. They did it. They changed so many lives around them. It's astounding. Their before and afters, and they didn't even charge for it. They were just, you know, wanted to do it because they loved it. And he called me and he said, is it possible? I don't know how it's humanly possible that I'm eating the amount of food I am and I feel totally great because if you put it all in a picture, it would be like, half or three quarters less of what I was eating for my whole life. And Mark Sisson talks about this. It's about this concept of the guy in the treadmill at the gym and you go, Hey dude, what are you training for? And he goes, I just love to eat, right? Calories in, I'm going to burn them out. (laughs) But you're still tapping the pancreas and it's really dangerous. When you get calorically efficient, you end up needing less food than you first did even eight weeks ago. And I think that that's really important. You guys are, are, are making it a you know, talking about 12 weeks or beyond, because you got to get through the first hump first. Then there's some confusing stuff, right? Like I ate too many nuts at first. And, and Mark was like, what are, you, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. Every time I'm hungry, I'm just eating nuts. I overate protein, you know, I, um, and then it becomes intuitive over time, but you have to get, like you said, you have to get through that hump first. And so it's really interesting when caloric efficiency comes in, people are going to have some more questions and there's more fine tuning and tweaking. And then there's this social construction over here that says, well, you have to eat. And I mean, I even asked Mark this. I said, Mark, is it possible that I wake up? I don't need anything. I go work out. I'm lifting weights. Like, do I need to eat after I work out? Is that bad? Is it bad that I go? He's like, oh, it's no, this is what being, <laughs> this is what ancestral living is like. And that's the freedom of it. But it is a little bit of a mind effery for people. And that's mm-hmm. where the guidance that you're talking about in that last four weeks are moving into this. I don't know if anyone wants to touch on this. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting a little. I'm getting a little freeze. You're a little okay. frozen now. Um, 
Okay, we're having all right. It looks like we're having a little freeze. Um, all right. Anyone else? Aaron, want to take it? Okay. Yeah. So, um, one of the, the one of the first things that I do when I onboard a new client, and I've this, this I built into my practice uh, only a few years ago. I've been health coaching for about five years now, and the very first exercise I take all my clients through is not about the grains. It's not about the industrial seed oils. It's not about carbs. It's not about. It's about abandoning conventional wisdom. The mm-hmm. very first lesson we do is like, okay, I, I get it. I know everything that you know about, about dieting because I'm a health and fitness professional. I've been a fitness professional for decades and I am responsible for putting a lot of that crap in your head. We all are. <laughs> told you you have to eat every two to three hours. I told you you have to drink branched chain amino acids while you're lifting weights. I told you you have to do we, food groups. I told you all this stuff. You're bewildered and it's our fault so the first thing we're going to do is just like address some of the things that are no longer going to be a reality for you. And to be honest with you, everything, counting calories, tracking macros, which I don't do in my practice. If a keto coach might have to do that, but I don't, I don't do keto coaching, but this is the hardest work in some cases we do with clients it is just reprogramming them away from diet behavior. And it's, I, I always say to them, you know, I'm going to give you some food suggestions that you might not, you might not like at first, but I'm telling you the hardest work you're going to do is, is, forgetting to not diet. Like one of Mark's best sound bites is I promise you won't go hungry. I promise you won't go hungry in this diet. And I, every time I have a client who maybe two or three weeks in getting the hang of it, but they'll say, you know, I'm just really hungry all the time. And I'll be like, what, wait, something's going wrong. What do you mean? What have you been eating? Well, I had a salad with chicken breast dressing on the side. It's like, that's (laughs) diet food. That's diet food. I didn't tell you, I get it. You believe you need to eat that to, to be healthy, but you don't have to. Um, so, you know, these paradigm shifts are to me that they're so fun to hear when I can hear a client say, like you're indicating, you know, Aaron, I woke up this morning and I wasn't really hungry for breakfast. Is that okay? It's like, yes, that's a great thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a really fascinating world to live in when you're, uh, also too, the conventional things that have to happen get further down the road. So I've been years into this and it's one of those things where, look, sometimes uh, my four to six hour eating window is usually, I don't know, between two and seven, three. And so sometimes like I will meet someone for dinner and I won't eat. That's a weird thing. See, so now there's a, there's a social construction that you have to get beyond as well. And there's a level of confidence. You have to just, people are weird about that. And Dr. Ken Berry and I had this discussion because he was doing a fast and, you know, showed up at dinner and people are like, oh, well, you're not eating, you're not eating. And then, you know, there's a lot of long um, I have I uh, was very triggered by grains because of a rheumatoid arthritis factor. And so she got tired of talking about, you know, why she, why she wouldn't eat something at a party. And she would just be like, I'm allergic and I break out horribly or I eat it and I get horribly mm-hmm. sick. And people would go, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Instead right. of give the whole like, well, grains aren't good for you. So there's a lot of interesting <laughs> steps along the way with family and, you know, holidays and all of the mm-hmm. kind of thing. And these are the things that you can only get into later on a little bit. Yeah. You know, I just want to jump in real quick because that's a question that comes up from clients all the time. It's funny because after having been eating this way for so many years, it's like, I don't, I never bat an eyelash. I, I never think someone's looking at my plate and judging it. It's just like, that's just how I eat. Um, but, but clients will say, you know, oh, I'm going to my mother-in-law's house. I know she's going to comment that I'm not eating this or that. What should I do? And, and the advice I give my clients is like, don't over explain it because that's just going to alienate people. Just what you said is like, Oh, here's what I would say. You know, I wasn't feeling really well. I was just feeling kind of run down and unhealthy. So I enlisted the help of a health coach and she suggested I try eating a different way. And I've been trying it for a little while and I feel so much better. Like who in your life is going to argue that? Like what kind of an idiot would come, you know, come up against you and argue that I feel better. I wasn't feeling good. Now I feel amazing. I feel much better. I like it. It's the positive. I love that it's the positive forward and result of what you're doing. And it's not describing, you know, Mark's Daily Apple article about why grains are unhealthy. And let me talk to you about that. Right. Again, that makes a lot of sense. Like, and I love that. And then that might eventually, again, we all know you get so excited about this topic and you see how much it changes your life. And then you want to go proselytize it and it can backfire. Or I've had (laughs) friends that will like reach for the bread and be like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I go, hey, 
don't you, I'm not judging you. You eat all the bread, like you don't right. eat all you want. So I've just learned like people will come to me about it if they want. I won't eat the bread. They can. I'm not going to judge it. Um, right. And again, a problem anyone comes into, no matter what it is that you're trying to proselytize, it could even be positivity. You can get negativity by trying to convince someone to be positive if they're a negative person. Sometimes <laughs> you'll just have to come to it on their own. But people I know living by example does it because my brother and other people and friends they're living a certain way and they're like you, Laura, where they're just like, Hey, I just feel awesome. And this is what I'm doing. And then other people will, they will come around. Right. Absolutely. You know, I don't, I don't think you need to over explain anything either. I totally agree with Aaron. Look, this is just, I found this way of eating and I feel better eating this way. And it's, it's really worked well for me. And just let, if people want to ask you questions, answer the question, but that doesn't mean it's time to get up on your soapbox in the middle of Christmas dinner <laughs> or Thanksgiving and tell people why the stuffing is going to kill them. You know, it's just, it's silly, but I'm always a fan of bringing something and any opportunity I have to be at some, especially if we're just going to someone's home, I always bring something to share. That way I know there's something that I can eat and, and I'm just doing it as a way to say, thank you for having me in your home and, and make it available for everybody. Let other people try something healthy and something that you enjoy. Doesn't have to be a big deal but it works every time. Laura has this anecdote about how she um, went to one of her kids' soccer games and brought ceviche. I did. I brought ceviche to the, uh, to the soccer game. It's just soccer my- game. Only yeah. awesome. I've brought all sorts of weird shit. Excuse my language. All sorts of weird is- stuff. <laughs> no orange slices for Laura. No, no, we're allowed to swear. No, I mean, okay. I brought like I brought siete chips or some other kind of paleo products to people to be like, hey, you know, if you'd like a better option or try these. And people are usually like, wow, these are really great. And you're like, you can have a paleo cookie and not be an asshole. So just go for the grain-free version or whatever. Um, and there are so many things out there. And again, of course, you know, in the first four weeks and stuff, we try to do the real food and the whole food base yeah. and really lock it in. And then you can go try a paleo bread or something like that. Um, where, where are we now with the primal health coaching? You've got the extra chapter coming up. Um, what's exciting? What's in the future? So much. Tell us. So much, right? <laughs> well, yeah. well, one thing that we do, uh, we've been doing every year is these master classes. Mm-hmm. So, these are, these are amazing. So we, we, we host them at some, we had, first one was at Mark's house in Malibu. Second one was in Miami beach. Cause Mark moved down to Miami. Wherever Mark goes, we're just going to follow him around. Basically we've got one <laughs> right now. So we're kind of just, we're kind of just going all over the place with these master classes, and we get between 20 and 30 primal health coaches that join us for this immersive weekend. And, and what they get to learn in these weekends is, is like the most transformational coaching uh, and business development education you'll get. And it's really, it's really um, streamlined and specific, specifically um, aligned to the people who show up. Christine Hassler comes down, our coaching director and Mark, and they get together. And it's just, it's this really immersive weekend of learning. So we're, we're planning something like that probably around paleo FX weekend, which is a really big deal for us. Mm-hmm. We had, I want to say we had, it was 150 or so primal health coaches at paleo FX last year. So we're hoping for about 200 this year. And um, we've got some fun things in the works there because honestly, you know, coursework aside, the course is going to continuously evolve, like period. <laughs> like that's the end of that sentence. The course will always be evolving. And that's not even an evolutionary pun. That's just because we believe, <laughs> we just believe we have to be growing it. Research changes. The business of health coaching is growing every year. We are on the leading edge. We're really fortunate to be on the leading edge of health coaching. We've been at it for long enough that we can be uh, proactive, not reactive with our coursework. But, but the community piece, I think, is the piece that's getting to be the most exciting because we have so many, so many graduated health coaches and, and more weekly graduating. And it's this amazing community of just, I mean, just to, you know, how you mentioned it earlier in the call, Elle, about like being surrounded by, uh, surrounded by these like-minded peers and how much joy there can be in that. So I really want to see us harnessing the community a little bit more in the coming years. And look, I have some ideas in my head around how we can do that a bit better. Yeah. yeah and, and you can meet Laura and Aaron at Paleo FX this year. And also, um, if just a shout out to Paleo FX, that's just another way to 
immerse yourself in a community of people that are like-minded and everyone's usually searching. There's some people searching for health answers that are there. And um, just, it's such a great community. If you don't have anyone around you that understands this, or everyone's laughing about it or making, you know, right. making fun of you for it or whatever, you can always find uh, a great group of people over at Paleo FX, but as well, Primal Health Coaches united in one, in one group and always communicating is really fun too. And it's a great way. There's to just learn more and more as you go by, you learn little tips and tricks from people, um, that are really unique. And it might be a little recipe thing or a little bit of a hack or something. And you're like, Oh, I I didn't know that I've been doing this for five years now. I didn't even know about that one. Nice. You know? So I love the community you guys have created. Um, what else would you like to share with everybody about the program? I guess what I would like to share with everybody is, um, you know, we've got, I mean, probably 15,000 people that have all expressed an interest in just the course over the last several years, but we've, you know, we've enrolled thousands of them, but there's still a lot of people that have expressed an interest and for whatever reason haven't pulled the trigger. And I think a lot of it still comes from just an uncertainty about what they can do with it, whether they'll be successful Um, and, and I guess, first of all, there's, we're starting to see just employment opportunities continue to increase. I'm seeing it in doctor's offices. We're seeing it in chiropractor's offices. We're seeing it at insurance companies, interestingly enough, seeing it in health food stores, supplement companies that are hiring salespeople. And, And so there's, there's lots of opportunities there, but, um, I just think the biggest opportunity is, is just investing in yourself, right? Whether you, really decide to make this your life's work full time and, and we'll help you get there. That's what we have spent so much time on. Aaron in particular has spent so much time on this year is doubling down on the content and the training to help you get this up the, off the ground and up and running. But we have a lot of people here that may never make this their full-time job. They're doing it part-time and they love it. They love it. They're bringing in some extra income, doing something they love. It's like a hobby that pays you back. You know, and I would tell you, even though there's a lot of people, I heard you say it and I I did it early on that would do it for free because we love it that much. But what I found is in order to avoid resenting the people that I spent my time on, it wasn't money, spent my time working with you on and you disregard it, don't do it or devalue it. That would piss me off. So at least if I'm charging people, they at least paid me for my time. And I guess if you want to waste however much it was that you paid me at the time. Um, but people, I think people need to have some skin in the game, right? So they might as well spend their money on investing in themselves. And so I've never regretted investing in myself to follow a passion of mine. And, um, I think, if, yeah, ever <laughs> so much money. I mean, as an entrepreneur, even as an actor, writer, doing your first voiceover demo, I mean, back 20 years ago, it was like seven grand. Are you kidding me yeah. for voiceover wow. demo? You could just do that on GarageBand now on a MacBook. Uh, <laughs> I wish I was in the game now. So, you know, you have to constantly invest in yourself. This is a minimal investment compared to most. Right. Okay? Right. And aside from that, this is agree, you know, you might help your friend or your brother for free. Uh, but right. I, I really love the idea of people value it more when they're paying for something and they're more likely to take it seriously. Um, right. There's always, I guess there's always the factor of, I feel like it's worth it regardless of whether you are going to do a business with it or not. I, I, and I know that sounds crazy to people listening. They're like, why would I go get certified if I don't even want to coach people? And I, I, my thing is because it's so fascinating. I've known people that have done it that are just so grateful and love the education and the knowledge of it. Now, of course, we want people out there coaching people to affect change. But I mean, I just think for that alone, it's worth it just for the education, just for what I gained here. And one of the things that we, I think you probably still do it, but when we first started the course, it's pretty in depth. It is, it is, it's difficult and it's intense in a great way. And you can't necessarily retain every aspect of it. So you will get right. The course still at the end. To be able to, so again, you have like this reference manual once you pass the course and it's not like it's all up here and you have to rely on this. It's like, you do have the textbook. There are times even now, seven years in, I will flip to the primal health coach certification manual and look in there because I'm like, wait, what, what was that one thing about? I like the way they, you know, and look it up. Yeah. Just, I, 
because I needed a way to describe something in a certain way. And I was having a brain lapse on how to do that. And I looked right to the manual, even myself, I've used it. So that's, what's so great about it. It's always there, all of the people you can help with it. But honestly, I'm just, I can't, I just love what I learned. So hopefully that makes sense. I mean, obviously we want people to be coaches and affect change, but gosh, just the knowledge alone is worth it. Well, I mean, because we, we all took the course before it was a health coaching course. We all signed up for it. All three of us here because we wanted the knowledge. And I, I love that Al, because when I was going through the course, I, when I first logged into that course, however many years ago that was, I was like, I'm going to totally ace this because I'm super paleo. I know everything. <laughs> I've, read all, I've read all the books and I went through that course material and I was like, damn, like it, it goes more in depth than any of the books you've got on your bookshelf. Now, I'm just going to put that out there. Wherever you are listening, the, the coursework goes deeper. You will learn a ton of stuff that you don't already know about the ancestral health um, paradigm in our course. Yeah. That you can't find in any of our primal blueprint books. I mean, not the comprehensiveness of it and not in any other course either that I haven't seen. Nope. Not all in one place, not organized. And by the way, not only do you get this reference manual, but you have lifetime access to everything because we do update our content. It it stays updated. And people, once, once you're, you've paid tuition and you're in and you're a graduate, you've got lifetime access to all of that. So anything that gets updated or upgraded is yours for life. I love that. Anything else you'd like to leave before we go? Well, first of all, primalhealthcoach.com is where everyone can go to find out about the program. And you can always contact Erin or Laura and uh, get some more information from the team. Anything else you'd like to leave everyone with today before we sign off? Laura, I'll start with you. Yeah. Look, if you've been curious, just give us a call. It's pretty much me on the other end of the phone, right? And and I'm a real person and I'm a graduate. I'm a coach. I work here. Chances are whatever questions you have, I can answer it. I'm not here to dish you out this big sales pitch. I'm just here to just help you find your way to determine if this is going to be a good fit for you. And if you've got a passion for ancestral health, you're one of the nutrition geeks like us that are always reading, always learning and listening to podcasts, and you have a desire to help other people, then we want to talk to you. This would be a good fit. And I'll say, um, if you remember your health transformation that you went through, whatever it was, we all had a different one. If you can imagine how much more, how much more transformational that change would have been if you'd had a knowledgeable expert to help bring you along that path. Right. There are people out there who, who want to change, don't know what they need to do to change. And, and you probably have that knowledge having gone through that lifestyle change yourself and that health transformation yourself. You can, you can help people. There are people out there that you can help. I think that a lot of people get hung up and believe that they're not, they're not worthy or qualified enough to be a health professional, but just by virtue of the fact that you've gone through a health transformation, as far as I'm concerned, you're a health professional. I really like that because once you've made it through this and you're on the other side, no matter what the problem is, hypothyroidism, weight gain, metabolic disorders, skin diseases, allergies, it doesn't really matter what health challenge you've been through. I agree with you. You're qualified at that point. You're someone who's been through it themselves. And also, it's just so great to have accountability on the other end, someone you can bounce things off of. Um, you know, There are times when you're confused. I've gotten emails from people like, do I do this or do I do that? Now I'm a little confused. You know, just quick touch-ins and stuff with a coach can really make the difference between grasping and understanding this. And think about it. There are so many people right now, especially with the, you know, buzzword of keto and paleo out there that really do want to get into better health. So Mm -hmm. the fact that you can really affect change, I mean, if you're, like you said, if you're a geek like us and you're into it for your own good, you might want to consider jumping in here. I mean, in a a way, I kind of feel like it's an altruistic, (laughs) it's almost like an altruistic investment. It's like investing in yourself, but it's also really helping the world and helping other people. And the more of us, the better that we can continue to make this change. So I just convinced everybody, go to primalhealthcoach.com and take a look at what they have up there and contact Laura uh, and, or Aaron or myself, I'm anyone contacting me through my website. I'm happy to tell you about my experience with it and it's, you know, changed my life. I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want any other certification. Yeah. So as a matter of fact, um, we've got, so um, much Aaron put together a really cool virtual tour of the course that we can probably get you a link of. Maybe we can put it in the show notes. People can click on it, register for it and check it out. That'd be a great way. And then you can give us a call and ask some questions. 
Let's do that. So for those listening, you can go to the show notes. We'll have a link to a virtual tour and also the website, uh, direct, direct contact right to where you need to go to find out everything you need. And again, life changer for me, I'll probably promote it for the rest of my life because I really believe in it. And it's tough, but it is worth every penny because of that almost because it's not base it's deep and so I just want to share that with everyone I know if you've read Primal Blueprint and Rob Wolf's book and everyone else's and you're like yeah I got this you don't there is so much in this you just can't even believe it and everyone I know has gone through it they're like I am just astounded at the level of information in here because you'd think there would be a two books already with all this stuff in there but it's not it's very it's very fine-tuned. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us. And everyone go to primalhealthcoach.com uh, or contact me or anyone else uh, to find out more about the program. Awesome. Thank you. thank you, Will. So Chris Kelly, Nourish, Balance, Thrive, we're, we're talking about health. And you're telling me a funny story about your picky four-year-old daughter that won't eat unless there's Primal Kitchen uh, condiments on the table. It's true. My daughter will not eat unless there's f***ing the Primal Kitchen Wilder. <laughs> it's, it's this cute thing, actually, she does. We have a local state park called Wilder Ranch. Oh, yeah. And uh, she calls the ranch dressing Wilder Ranch dressing. Which <laughs> we, 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 there's no way we're going to correct her on that. It's just too perfect. It's so, so endearing. Uh, how old um, is she? She's four. Oh my gosh. So she likes like the mayo on a Oh yeah, she so she loves those sort of we love them as well. We have uh we, we eat them all the time. We eat the mayo, we eat the balsamic, we eat the the ranch, um the avocado oil we use all the time. And and so, you know, that's completely genuine and I don't mind talking about that because you took the pain in the ass out of condiments. I really appreciate that. What an authentic spot from Chris Kelly at Nourish Balance Thrive. And yes, Primal Kitchen, you can call it Wilder Ranch Dressing if you want. And uh, we'll send five cents of the proceeds over to that beautiful state park because they're, they're trying to make ends meet in Santa Cruz Mountains. Thank you very much, Chris. <laughs> this is my pleasure.